Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Tonight, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor. We're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, tonight at 9, 8 central on CBS. Tonight, it's the CBS original comedy, The Neighborhood. I need at least a month to prepare for a debate, not six hours. Actually, it's four hours. <laughs> no, my watch is broken, too. With Cedric the Entertainer, Max Greenfield, and guest star Wayne Brady. You gotta fund the schools or graduate fools. I stole all my lines. Look, don't worry, I got a plan. Okay, well, what is it? Okay, so I don't have a plan. A new episode of The Neighborhood. You're gonna have to give them a show. Tonight, 8, 7 central on CBS. Right now, we keep talking Panthers football. Training camp is rolling on up at Bank of America Stadium. And though the man's official title is assistant director of Panthers Digital and Broadcasting, I prefer supreme content creator at Panthers.com. Bill Voth is back with us on the Technicom hotline. Bill, how are you, buddy? Yeah, that title's a mouthful. By the way, what happened this morning? What do you mean? With you. You called, and then you were all, like, formal, calling me Mr. Yeah. I was in a weird mood. Like, you got to buy me. Yeah, it's just, it was, yeah. It was, well, I, well, he was asking me very formally to be on the show. You can shoot me a text and be like, Bill, can you come on and come <laughs> Yeah, but see, the thing is, I called you because I hadn't talked to you in a while, and I thought it felt a little bit impersonal to just send you a text out of the blue, so I wanted to do it in a more personal mm-hmm. way. Is that, that okay? That would have been nice. I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> yet another meeting, so. But, yeah, you can. You feel free to call me. Okay, good. good to know. Good to know. Hey, by the way, t- a tip of the cap to you and the team over there in very weird times to be able to deliver some of this live content to, to the fans in the form of, you know, live streaming practice. Was that sort of a, uh, a no-brainer thing? How did that come about? It's a no-brainer. I wouldn't say it's a polished product yet. Um, you know, we're so used to the nine years of Ron's practices and practice scripts and knowing how these practices are going to time out. And the one main thing that all of us have learned from rule from these first few days is that every practice is unpredictable. So with these live stream rules, we can only go on during individual periods um, in one-on-one periods. We can't show you like team periods. Uh, so when those individual periods fall, and I know I'm getting a little too inside baseball here, but they've been falling at different times throughout the day. And then we're trying to juggle on these special guests from out of town on these. Let's try this the third time. Um, so, yeah, so just the one thing about these rule practices is that you just never know what you're going to get. I'm not trying to sound like Forrest Gump there, but that's, I think, that's by design. He doesn't want his players to really kind of get into a routine um, and kind of get comfortable because if you don't know what you're going to get every day, it's always different and it's always new and um, you don't really kind of fall into any complacency. So uh, I think that's one of the interesting things that we've seen here in these first few days. It's just it's made it really hard from a production standpoint because we don't know um, when we're going to be able to go live, when those individual periods and those one-on-one periods fall, and then we're also trying to juggle these special guests from all out of town on these Zoom calls. So it's made for um, – I'm balding even more than I usually am. 
Um, but hopefully as we get a few more of these practices in, maybe they'll start to stabilize a little bit um, time-wise and we'll be able to do a, a little bit of a cleaner production. Have you been able to discern whether Matt Rule is a filthy, stinking liar, or is it still kind of out for debate? <sighs> Keeps you guessing. Yeah. That's the way to put it, isn't it? Yeah. No, I agree. I, like, I'm joking. I really like the, I like the hire. I like what I hear from him. But I, there's just these people out there that are so skeptical of him or so critical of him already, having not coached a game. Why do you think that there is that disconnect between some of this fan base and the reality of who Matt Rule is? Well, I mean, I think you'll, it'll always it'll always go to that combine press conference and him saying he was excited to coach Cam. And I can tell you um, 100% that he did mean that, that if Cam Newton was his quarterback uh, this year, he he would have been excited to work with him, and he would have and he would have worked with him. Um, I don't believe at that podium he was lying. He was he was saying uh, he was answering the questions that he was asked, and he was excited to work with Cam. Um, it wasn't ultimately really you know completely Matt Rule's decision to, to do that. So I don't think fans will ever get over that, and I understand that. But also we have to understand, and I said this for so long. I said it privately. I said it publicly. Ron Rivera was. In, it, he's, he was he was so honest as a coach publicly. It was incredible. Like coaches aren't supposed to be that honest. And Ron kind of just always kind of said how it was. Where the coaching profession, whether it's in college or whether it's in the pros, they you, you do have to take stuff with a grain of salt. Where Ron was just like, oh, okay, he said that. He he didn't treat things like it was the CIA, which maybe to his and, and the team's. It was to his and the team's detriment at times. But with Ron, when he said it, um, it was just you, you kind of just took it at face value. Um, but really, in a coaching profession, it is a lot of just stuff that um, uh, you really have to kind of read some tea leaves and really not take it at face value. So maybe I think some folks have to get used to that Matt Rule is more of a, a traditional, typical coach when it comes to, to speaking, um, because nine years of Ron just kind of just, just saying things and, oh, okay, I guess that's what's happening now. Bill Voth, Panthers.com. He's with us on the Technicom hotline. Who has uh, really opened your eyes thus far in training camp? I think it's it's just it's so early, um, and they really, I mean, it was, it's been two days of pads. Is it one day of pads or two days of pads? I can't even remember. Yesterday right. was the first day, right? No, I think it's been two days of pads. Oh, okay. But um, that's why, and I know people are upset that there's no live tweeting during camp, but I've always just kind of live tweeting during camp, always just, I think there needs to be context with it. That's why you get, I don't know if you were here, Kyle, a few years ago, that's why you get the Lee Wards of the world. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, um, people like, we're just like, okay. And, and so he does something in training camp practice, but you need some context behind all of it. So uh, I wouldn't... I, I wouldn't say anyone's really jumped out. Um, I mean, Jeremy Chin's fitting in um, where where you would expect him to. Um, I think uh, I thought Eli Apple had a good day yesterday. Um, I think they're challenging him. Uh, I think they're bringing him along a little slowly because um, he came in with a little bit of a knock. Um, but I think they're challenging him to earn earn that starting spot across from uh, from Dante Jackson. But I thought uh, he had a good day yesterday. Uh, and then Brian Burns yesterday was just again. I mean, they're not they're not really going full go, but he really dominated yesterday's practice. Um, so um, I don't think you'll see him playing Gunner too much this year, but we'll see. So do, do you, I got a lot of people overwhelmingly telling me this defense is going to be awful. Sounds like they don't, they, they kind of take exception to that and as they should, but as you kind of have watched this, this group over the past couple of days, does anything stand out? Should we, is it a possibility they exceed those expectations? What do you think? 
Um, I mean, I think it won't be hard to exceed the expectations because the expectations are so low. Right. So, um, so I think, sure, can they exceed the expectations? But, of course, there's going to be growing pains. That's what, I mean, this is, this is what Matt Rule does. Now, do, will they be a one- or two-win team? I don't think so. I think they're... I think they're going to be a little bit better than the whole, oh, they're rebuilding, they're going for the first, you know, the number one pick. I think, you know, that, that starts at the quarterback, and I don't think I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is a one- or two-win quarterback. And I think you need to have a Jimmy Clausen or somebody like that to, to win one or two games. And I think I think they're better than than most people think they're going to be. Now, say six wins, is that great? Six and ten isn't good, but it's not this, oh, woe is, you know, we're, we're going back to 2010 right now. So, um, you know, they've got, they've got plenty of dynamic pieces on offense. Um, and then defensively, I think they understand there's going to be growing pains, um, but uh, that's, that, that's, that's how they've built this thing. They want so many of these people to be um, under 30, um, and to be able to be molded into this culture uh, that that Matt Rule wants to build. I, I look, I, I agree with what you just said. We got Bill Voth with us on the Technicom Hotline. Last thing, buddy, I'll let you go. You know, in, in terms of this offense, Joe Brady, you know what it's going to look like. Have you been able to discern much about what we should call this offense? What we should expect? I know I'm I'm ex- I'm expecting to be excited, but that's about all I know right now. Uh, yeah, that, I think that's about all I know right now too. Because again, I've, I've only seen three practices, um, and so much of these you just you have to take it with a grain of salt. But um, I would think, and I would hope that maybe it won't be so much Christian McCaffrey, um, and the the ball will be spread around a little bit more, um, because it just it, how how much longer can he deal with that workload? You know, I'm sure he's got a few. You know, but but you'd like to see you, you'd like to see some of that that offense spread around um, to the other weapons because they certainly have them. And, and, and so I think that's what's going to be interesting is, 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 is getting the ball quickly into the hands. Um, and they, they, they tried to do that the last couple of years, but to do it even more now, uh, get the ball in the hands of a DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, um, but especially DJ and Samuel, they're not, they're not just receivers. They're, they're running backs with the ball as well, um, which, which North Turner knew and tried to do. But I think it's even more important to do that now to take some of the load off of Christian McCaffrey's shoulders.